0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Commented Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. And I'm Nia. And the historical junkies are back. This is kind of historical related, though Nia has no idea what I'm about to talk to her about. Um, <laughs> hope you're having a great fall. I know some schools are on fall break. I hope you're enjoying it. Drink your water, wear your sunscreen, mask, and wash your hands. Today, we're going to be doing um, a mini episode. Or I hope this ends up being a mini episode. <laughs> <laughs> on the highly anticipated, um, lovely two-part series, um, One and Only and Forever and ever so Nia this probably has never happened in Korean dramas as as far as you're concerned but this is a two-part series the first season is 24 episodes the second is 30 episodes and it's a Chinese drama where the first season is the previous life of the main lead characters and the second season is their modern life and so, mostly in K dramas, when they do reincarnation, it all happens kind of in one drama. This doesn't mm-hmm. do that. It gives you two entirely separate stories, two entirely different, entirely well similar but different characters. The screenwriter is actually the person who actually wrote it, so you know the 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 vision was there. Um, <laughs> the non spoiler review is that I absolutely love this series. I haven't. I don't think I've fallen in love with a Chinese historical like this in a very long time. It stars two Ooh. of my favorite actors. I give this a 9 out of 10. The only reason it's not a 10 is because I'm sad it's over. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad it's over because I literally waited until all the second season was almost done airing before I binged it. And so I binged it. And here we are. Here we are. Okay. So this was originally a novel. And in the first season, we kind of get to see Um, it's all historical. All 24 episodes are historical. It's kingdom. It's politics, right? And then we jump to the second season where it's all modern day life and all of this. And honestly, Nia, I think you'd really enjoy this because the 24 episode, I mean, the historical part is only 24 episodes and the modern part is 30. The modern part can get a little boring in between, but because it's such character driven and I think you'd like it because it's introverts falling in love. So Mm. I think you'd really like relate to like the- the romance part of it a lot that's not to say that this is not without dramatics right so I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'll talk about the most craziest things and why I love it and some things that I kind of wish they would have done different so to make this easy for you to follow let's just start with the historical one. so the the concept of this one is we have a general and a woman who is supposed to be the crown princess she's engaged but never really married so the story basically of this kingdom is there's the emperor right the emperor raised his little brother um when he rose to the throne he sent his brother to the border you know he didn't trust him then but his brother really has no intention of becoming king like none like zilch he is one of the only reasons this kingdom is staying intact you know that kind of character he's the general on the border Mm -hmm. his people love him he's very fair and just and a badass and so his brother dies so he comes back to the kingdom, and then basically makes a vow in front of his nephew, who's now emperor, that he will never marry, and never have children, and never step foot back in the capital. Mm. Which is a lot for somebody in ancient times to not have a lineage or anything like that. But because everybody feels like he's a threat, because he, you know, has control over the biggest army, he's doing it because. That's his brother's son and he wants to protect him and all that good stuff. So our female lead, her family, you know, are part of politics. Her dad's like a minister or whatever. Um, Her father ends up divorcing the family and leaving. So his political ruin doesn't ruin the family. Um, And learning this shocking thing she passes out and basically goes mute it's like a psychological thing more than a physical thing and so when the general comes and makes that vow about never having children never getting married her father says will you take my daughter who is engaged to be the crown princess as your student you know hope in hopes of her recovering and stuff like that at the border right mm-hmm. so <laughs> um Basically, now that the nephew who was the crown prince, who she was engaged to, is now emperor, they decide to pick a male of the you know um, imperial family to be the next crown prince. So now she's engaged to somebody else they've never met. He's seen a picture of her. He's deeply in love. But she's at the border. She's in love. She falls in completely in love. She becomes the general's you know eleventh servant, and her name is Shigi, which sounds like eleven in um Chinese. And they're just so fucking cute. <laughs> So cute, <laughs> they're both like very conservative, and like of course you have to be conservative during historical like historical times because you know right it'll it takes nothing but like a hand holding and suddenly you got to take charge of somebody's entire family, but like they're like she you know they you know get to know each other, she becomes like part of the family, his students love her, all that good stuff she gets to see how amazing of a human being he is and how heroic he is, and he brings her all the stamps like the seals of the generals that he's conquered every time they come back to the manor and I'm just like romance it's giving romance they're like they don't kiss they hug like once and when I tell you Nia it's some of the most in kind of like intense pining I've watched in a while I really loved it um my oh, wow. favorite yeah it's like really good like my favorite scene this should not have been romantic as it was so basically they're like rebellions are happening across the border all the time because you know there's a young emperor and of course shit is not stable in the capital so people are always trying to you know, take over and so she's at a temple to go pray and a, the general of a town or the captain of a town basically comes to her and is like our place is being run over can you help us because you're the, like the general's master she's like well yeah we'll take the rest so the troops from the general's mansion will go there. They go there. They hold out long enough for the general and his people to come back and save her. And so the captain who, you know, was with them, he quits after the town has been saved, right? And then he comes back because he wants to get the magistrate who has been arrested for cahooting with the rebels. He wants to, you know, take him out because this man had did him a favor. So he puts a knife to her neck and kidnaps her. And of course, our male lead is not going to let that happen. Tell me why this man... Was following them. He kidnapped her. Following them. At like 10 feet behind. Like they're in a carriage. And he's on a horse 10 feet behind. And the way he's just staring at her. <laughs> the way they are staring at each other. I mean he followed them across the border. Just 10 feet away. He didn't try nothing. Like the, the guy who's kidnapping them. Is not trying to kill her. Because he needs. He just needs leverage to get away. To get Once they get across the border. But like they sit down for to camp at night. He's like sitting on a rock like, uh, 20 feet away just staring at them. They get in a boat. He gets on a boat that's, like, following them right behind. Like, it's so romantic. I don't know why it was so romantic, but the way that the two actors were looking at each other, I'm like, get a room. Get a room. You're, like, in front of everybody's salad. Y'all are in a life or death situation. Y'all are out here making, like, googly eyes at each other. And I'm just sitting here like, good God. And so they have, like, this, they just have such immaculate immaculate chemistry and I just even though I knew what was gonna happen by the end of the season because I saw um some spoilers or some stuff but I still and you know for me I'm the type of person if I see spoilers I usually will put off a drama for the longest time because I know what's gonna happen but knowing that this came with a second season that was gonna give me even more closure I was like flip it I'll do it I'll do it but you know and I mean the storyline gets dumb because they end up spoiler alert they end up killing the general and I'm just like hmm why (laughs) because what happens is the man that she's engaged to um basically teams up with the empress to kill her own son first of all and so then (laughs) right um (laughs) (laughs) because her son was being um taken control of by the eunuchs and they basically locked her up for a few years and she could never get over that and so she teamed up with the crown prince to kill her own son and was going to use the grandchild to become empress but that wasn't even his child and so then you know the crown prince that our female lead is engaged to who's in love with her but though they've never met (laughs) like he's like obsessed with her um but they kill the general and I'm sitting here like you tell me you're going to kill the man that leads the army that is protecting your kingdom from falling in the hands of the enemies that doesn't sound smart to me now you tell me if that was a smart Mm -hmm. move was that a smart move? No. no of course it wasn't. Not. It's dumb. And it's like, I get it. You're threatened by him because he has every right to be fucking king. But the thing is, he doesn't want to be. He has no desire to be king. <laughs> and you right. still killed him. It's still, They still killed him. And of course, the, the kingdom fell into ruin. And his army ended up taking the kingdom back over after he died. But... Because, like, I was just like, so who's going to protect your borders now? Because the army that he raised and trained is for sure as hell not going to do it. Like, what was your backup plan, sweetheart? It was- They had none. (laughs) They had none. They had zero results. I was like, y'all are dumb, dumb. But whatever. So, those are those 24 episodes. I absolutely love the cast, the chemistry. They were just- they were on fire with the stairs, with the pining. I was like- and I'm not even a slow- burn romance type of person i'm like a grown romance type of person and it's a mix of both of those and i flipping loved it i highly recommend it nia i really want you to try like the first episode just to see if you if you like it okay and so Mm -hmm. then we move on wait
1: what'd you say no i'm saying yeah i might check it out after this because
0: it sounds really interesting it's it's really good so then we get um the second season which is called one i mean which is called forever and ever and this time, um, the character, she is a voice actress. She's very popular. And, um, our male lead, uh, Zhao Shengchen is a, uh, astro- physicist or astro-scientist and so they're like two very introverted very like a cons- little bit more conservative people like this man has never like you know how when they said a character's never dated somebody you're like eh, i don't believe it no this man has never dated anybody in his life he's a full-on nerd a full-on <laughs> a full-on man of the books he has no tact. <laughs> He has no, right. like, nothing. And so you get to watch them fall in love. And it's it's very cute because um, what's interesting is that the reincarnation trope is, I think it's banned for some reason across Chinese censorship. So they really could never say to the audience, oh, these are a recreation of characters, a reincarnation of the characters from that other show. But they highly imply it because the actress is doing a voiceovers of the drama the like the historical drama and at first I was like okay so is this is just a drama in this modern world but she realized that she's she knows what her past life is like she's had dreams about her past Mm -hmm. life as like um nightmares and stuff like that of war and things like that and so the male character has the same name in both series so basically she hears his name in an airport and stops him and gets his phone number and they email each other for like what six months or something and then they finally meet up and they have this like middle of the day temple date and like after like meeting each other again in Beijing he proposes and she says yes (laughs) and they basically get (laughs) married I was sitting here like I was not expecting that (laughs) <laughs> i was right. especially for 30 episodes i was like oh i wasn't expecting that oh i oh i wasn't expecting that at all and then you get <laughs> to meet his fucking family nia i have told you some crazy ass stories about chinese yes. dramas happening what's the craziest one you remember or like oh my god the one you,
1: you okay I, listen there was so much that happened but the one where it was like the fashion company one Oh and- yeah that was madness i don't even like i remember parts of it but it's like i just remember being like huh excuse me
0: (laughs) what if i tell you this one is a little a little a little up there it's got a little bit more points on the fashion one and the fashion one i'm referring to is sunshine of my life go check it out i actually really like that one um let me just tell you some of the shenanigans i was about to cuss again (laughs) that happens this family right so this is a very rich family they were like um very important during like the imperial period and so they're just like investors like they just make money now that's what they do so they have a huge family right like get up at like the whole family lives at their like um their historical house 100 members or more like during the holidays get up at six four six or four a.m Eat type of you know strict rich family right Mm-hmm. let me just tell you I'm, i can't even explain all of them let me just tell you something sister-in-law pushes other sister-in-law who was pregnant causing her to go in a coma and lose the baby um huh? exactly right uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this sister-in-law who pushed the sister-in-law who was pregnant was actually engaged to or in love with the male lead but is not married to his brother um, oh no <laughs> right right chaos like complete chaos uh (laughs) um the little sister has a heart problem so she had to stop she was on the road to becoming a doctor but her health got bad she uses her health status to basically make her brother realize that he does not have to take responsibility for this family because her brother her brother's a twin so she's twins with the brother who's married to the 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 woman who pushed the pregnant lady so there's twins there's this man and then they have a little brother who's like technically a cousin but he was adopted by their mother or whatever so the twins one has a heart problem one is a complete asshole because our main leads were in germany because homeboy Mm -hmm. you know got his phd in germany so he's studying over there during science she goes to visit him Why did this man hire a mob of people in Germany to scare the shit out of the female lead by having them fight on the street and then bust her car window open while she's in the car?
1: Huh? Tori, this is first the, I'm still not over the fact that the sister-in-law pushed the other pregnant sister-in-law and, what you know she, okay and, so, so let me explain
0: that just a little more they were it's basically the holidays people are all around the house they were gossiping about her because she's obviously still in love with the main lead but is married to his little brother and nobody can ignore that right and so they're gossiping and she got angry as she pushed a pregnant lady pushed her and i was like what did you think was going to happen and the the crazy thing is that a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about, especially the stuff where it's not involving the male lead and the female lead directly happens off screen. Like we just get to see the female lead and the male lead react. Like we don't get to see, we get to see her approaching the sister-in-laws approaching each other. Like we get to hear the rumors. We get to hear why she's mad, but we don't ever see her actually push the pregnant lady. We just see really? the male lead getting called in by the maids. Like, uh, you should go outside. <laughs> There's something happening. And we're like, and when they said that, I was like, what the fuck did you mean she pushed a pregnant lady? The last time I saw they were just arguing. Like, what? So there, wow. There's that. And so um the the brother, the twin brother, um, yeah, so he hired a mob to scare the female lead because he's so the the thing of the big thing about this family is that only the oldest male lead can be named Shen. Like their last name is Zhou Zhao. But his name is Zhao Shen So only the, the head of the family can be named Zhao Sheng. His uncle took over what? Because he was basically going to give everything up and just become a professor. But he came back because he didn't want his family to continue to um, invest in foreign industries and not invest in the country like they should be. And mm-hmm. so his little brother and their father made a clause that um, the boys would only get their stocks once they married so the little brother married the other girl because she's from a powerful family even though that's not who he's in love with he's in love with the seamstress that that works for this family she's from a very rich family it's like they're like um people who make clothes for the rich but they're rich themselves and so Mm -hmm there's that and so they him getting married to she people think it's like oh it's just he's just doing it to get his stocks but they're really in love and so there's that but the older brother doesn't stop at that he also i want to say he also does some other shit but the biggest plot point is that his twin sister cannot stand to see the two of them fight and so she decides to fall into a lake With the female lead, with who's right there next to her. No, she decides to push the female lead into a lake. A lake? And then she goes into the lake to save her because she didn't realize the female lead couldn't swim. The female lead goes into a coma for a few days. She gets sick. She ends up dying. And they all think it's the twin brother who did this, right? That's bad enough because she was trying, the sister was in her own way trying to show her brothers that it's not worth them fighting, but also trying to show her big brother that this family is not worth protecting in lieu of yourself. And sacrificing the people you love. So, like, you don't have to stay here and be, you know, bound to this stupid family or whatever, right? And I get mm-hmm. that. But, since you have a heart problem, a heart condition. Going, falling into water in the middle of winter is probably not, I, like, I don't know what she was not thinking, right? But that's not the icing on the cake of that situation. The icing on the cake of that situation is that her twin brother faked the data of her heart test, so they delayed when to do her surgery, causing her health to slip even further. And the only reason he did that it was because the lawyer who worked for our male lead was looking through his accounts to see if he'd been embezzling, and so he needed more time wow. to clean the accounts. And knowing that that lawyer is in love with his little sister, and that his brother would be occupied, he mm-hmm. fucking faked the data. I said, oh, right, right. I was like, <laughs> excuse me. What do you, what do you mean he faked the data? Why? And he was so, ugh, and that doesn't where it in. Cause his mom was just like, he didn't mean to kill her. He wasn't trying to kill her. He was just, you know, and because she coddles him and he thinks he can do everything. Like he thinks, oh God, he's such a fucking idiot. Because of course this is not where it stops. We also figure out that the twins aren't actually the, our father, our main leads father, it's actually the uncle. So they're not even, they're half brothers. Mm-hmm no well, not, they're oh, not even, wow. yeah they're, they're cousins they're not even half brothers they're cousins um so there's that there's a whole lot of other shit that's going on and then of course the brother doesn't stop there and goes even further it's a lot it's a lot but it, it's so rewarding to watch these two people fall in love that you're like i know y'all needed drama somewhere so i'm just gonna take it but I know I'm getting a happy ending, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put up with it. It was so interesting how they decided to tell the story, though, because a lot of this sh- until like the bigger plot points, a lot of the drama that goes on with this family, like you don't even get to see it. You just get to see like the main characters react to stuff, or you know, talk about it, or things like that. And so, it's, so it's really, really like it's maktaeng. Like imagine watching a maktaeng without really seeing all the scenes that happen. You're like just seeing. Mm. the aftermath of it if that makes sense Mm. interesting no it makes sense yeah yeah because like even when the family of the woman who was pregnant comes and like you know um comes to the family and it's like we want answers we're gonna go to the police all of that we don't ever get to see that we just get told that it happened Mm. so that's really interesting the only um critique I have is that I wish the cast that was in the historical We're all in the modern one. I mean, I know that's kind of like, it's asking a lot because it like, um, I don't know. I guess it's like kind of unrealistic, but I was just like, I would have loved to see that because I fell in love with the, the cast of the historical so much that I wanted to see them in the modern world and like wanted to see what their other lives were like, but I get why they didn't do that. Um... I do think, I wish there was a little less overlapping of drama, because it was like, they were trying to make the male Lee decide who was more important to him, his family or his love. So a lot of the drama happening between, if there was something wrong with the female lead, there was also something going on with the family at the same time. And I get it, but they put her in harm and danger a little bit too much for my liking. So mm. that was a little... Aunt Iffy, but I do I did love to see them together. I think I enjoyed the historical one a little bit more because it was a typical historical and it was nicely written and nicely acted and the pining was so good in it. And in this one, they're kind of like um they're in love and you get to see them hug and kiss and all that stuff of of the spicy scenes, the I I was questioning whether this man had actually been in a relationship or not. Because there's one scene, I'm gonna send it to you in group chat because I was just like the comments. the the commentary what do you Mm -hmm. mean (laughs) like (laughs) you're you're not giving me this is my first merry-go-round but um no I really did love this story and I highly recommend it it is probably one of my favorite things that's come out of China this year I'm impressed with the you know team for actually giving us the reincarnation trope without ever actually saying it. Um, and then it got past censorship and all of that. And the acting was great. And the storytelling is great. And I just love stories where the original writers are part of the drama because the vision is there. Nothing gets lost in translation. And yeah, I definitely really enjoyed. it. I hope you go watch Nia. Yeah. I mean, it sounds
1: like a lot, but I feel like at least the first part, I think, sounds like like something that would be
0: enjoyable. Uh, first, uh, for, as a first attempt, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A yeah. Watch. yeah, and it's only like twenty four episodes. It's not as long um, as a lot of um, Chinese historicals can be, and the good ones are usually pretty long. So it's impressive that they got twenty four episodes and just gave us exactly what we needed to fall in love with these characters so yeah this is i think i gave nice. um the second part an eight out of five and oh did i give both of them an eight out of five? Oh well yeah the first one was kind of i s- thought you said nine yeah i'm you said no yeah i'm gonna change it to a nine though i think the first part was really really good especially for historical like it's mm. it's it's easy for historicals to be boring because they're usually the same idea rehatched again and again but i love this one because i don't know it was short it was sweet it was you know enough political and enough non-political for it to be noteworthy right, right? and the modern part had its dramatics definitely had its dramatic
1: <laughs> it definitely sounds like the drama was turned up to like 35. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's a, in the second because
0: if a lot of the stuff that happened in the modern world happened in the historical, I would be like, okay, yeah, it's life or death. It's, it, I understand why it's so dramatic. In the modern one, you're like, y'all are rich AF. I need y'all to chill. <laughs> right, right, right. I would love for everybody to chill, but because the modern one is way more character driven and it's mainly focused on the lens of the female lead and the male lead, I feel like it's much more enjoyable than most. Modern dramas with these type of mock tongue level situations, so don't get um discouraged by all the stuff that I just spoiled for you because i highly <laughs> I, I I think you'll <laughs> still enjoy it because literally it's so rare to watch two introverts fall in love, and so I love to see it and like it was and in a lot of relationships where the woman gets to be the one who makes moves is always mm. appealing without it being like they're making her mimic a man she's like right oh yeah very true so you know they're both smart and they both value each other's opinions and like there's no misunderstanding there's no fighting there's no looking down upon one another because of stupid situations it's like it's a very grown very romantic story and i really did love it and i'd probably rewatch these in the future and i love these actors so
1: yeah it's good to hear oh one last thing before we finish Mm -hmm. um i remember the last rant we did about some chinese dramas and you were like you hated that specific trend do you think Do you hope more dramas take notes from this one in the future
0: i do i do think i hope that they take note on the fact that romance stories can have drama in them without focusing on the drama like, focusing on the people within the drama mm. and not the dramatic situation itself. I think that's where this drama shines. Because it's less of like, ooh, this happened. What happens next? And we're like, ooh, this happened. Let's see how the people in the situation are reacting to it. And let's see how our main characters gotcha. are feeling about it. Because it can be easy to be in charge of the finances of this family. Or, being, you know, the livelihood of a family where people are, you know at each other's throats (laughs) your brother's plotting to kill you and shit like (laughs) so instead of like focusing on the plotting it's focusing on how this character is dealing with it, and how his loved one is dealing with it, and how her family is dealing with it because to be honest i wouldn't have my daughter marry this man i wouldn't but he shows up and he shows you why they should be married and why they should stay married and so yeah i think I, I hope they take notes and realize that characters can have a lot more depth to them and the shenanigans and the dramatic cinema of it all can be toned down just a bit. Yep. Um. But that's it for this mini. So we hope you enjoy. Let me know if you actually go check out one and only or forever and ever after listening to this, even though I spoiled some of it for you, it's fine. I think you still enjoy it. The actors did a great job. The screenwriters did a fantastic job. Um. And um, but you know, make sure you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts wherever you listen. Come talk to us on Twitter at commented or TikTok at commented podcast. Until next time, I'm Tori and I'm Nia. B-bye. Bye bye.